The Asian Avengers. So weak. The Asian Avengers. So weak. So so fuckable, bro. You know? Whoa. Whoa. There's five Asian guys together. Wow. Did you ever go through a stealing phase? Do I think everyone should have a gun? Maybe. You can look me up. I don't care. I'll fight you. I don't care. You want to get high as fuck? You like opium? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Asian Not Asian Podcast, the podcast where two Asian guys, not from Asia, talk about American issues no American gives a fuck about. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. I'm Mike Nguyen. And welcome. This is our 36th episode. And joining us today on the show uh, are the co-founders of Banana Magazine, an annual print magazine aimed to cover all things Asian and to connect like-minded individuals of Asian descent to discover the incredible history, current standing, and future of Asian culture in America. So please welcome to the show, Kathleen So and Vicky Ho. Uh, welcome to the show. You guys look Thanks. mad skeptical about our intro. <laughs> I just remember hearing, did you go through a stealing phase? Did you go through a stealing phase? I did. Yes, I did. Okay, Absolutely. let's begin the interview there. As criminals. What did you, like, how old were you when you started stealing? <laughs> I was in like middle school to high school. What did you steal? Oh, okay. that's a long time. That's yeah. two years. That's a career. I just stole. <laughs> it was a career. It was what, my first job. What did you steal? I personally only stole little things like okay. from Claire's or Claire's. like Target. Target. Uh, but my friends got really serious. Whoa. Uh, white girls. But <laughs> of they, course. Of course. <laughs> they can get away with, away I was, with anything. I was involved in the process but never did the stealing. But we'd go to like Neiman Marcus Whoa. and like Nordstrom and Whoa. I'd distract them and they'd with Walk what? Haul out with thousands of dollars of clothes. How would you distract the? <laughs> I would yeah. just talk to the the salesperson as they're. Oh. I think I'm incriminating myself. No, nah, statue of listen. limitations has now passed. I, well, I don't know. I made that up completely. But uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you know, welcome. I'm glad you've turned away from your life of crime. Yeah. <laughs> I respect the magazine. law now. <laughs> and uh, we, we've known each other, uh, Vicky. You and I have known each other for quite a while. A really long time. I, we We're just talking about all the fashion phases i saw all the fashion phases that i have been through until yeah. you now see the husk of a man that i am now uh but <laughs> uh tell us um uh, for people who don't know I mean, mm -hmm. you two are probably like the um whenever like people say oh i need to know some asian influencer types who are really cool and know what's up i'm like vicky and kathleen that's it over and over again in my mind my, in oh, my mind hey. so those are you two so it us yeah and so Tell us a little bit about Banana Magazine, right? And what that is. And then I, I want to know a little bit more about yourselves individually. But first, like, yeah. I want to know about Banana. I, I will occasionally write for you guys. You guys yeah. are nice enough to have me. <laughs> Thank you for hiring Thank me. you so much. <laughs> it's not paid. To let, to let me do my thing. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about, about Banana. What is it about? Yeah, Banana Banana's a print publication. Um we're dedicated to contemporary Asian culture and really um, talking about and speaking towards the Asian creative class. Hmm. Um, myself and Kathleen started the the magazine back in 2014. Um, it's actually annual because no one has time to make like more than one annual yeah. magazine these days, at least for us. Um, but yeah, it's been a really cool journey. We're working on our issue five right now, which is uh, set to launch May 2019. Sick. I mean, also just to backtrack, neither myself nor Kathleen 
had any experience in publishing at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did know enough about the industry as a whole, um, especially our um, both of our backgrounds um, and our full-time careers, mm-hmm. uh, myself in public relations and marketing, Kathleen in trend forecasting, creative, strategy, all of those. Like Both of us combined seem to make the perfect pers- pair to make something happen mm-hmm. even though we didn't have the full experience of like traditional publishing yeah fuck experience but we know how to market ourselves <laughs> yeah. and we know how to market a product and a brand and a platform mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. was enough to kind of really get us going and the next thing we really want to figure out was like okay well if we're going to start a magazine about today's culture um today's asians uh what do we all care about what mm. do we all collectively care about? What are our frustrations? What do we want to read? What did we wish we had growing up that we didn't, but um, hopefully can manifest now in banana? So, um, you know, it was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of bringing people out to dim sum. Yeah. <laughs> getting their opinions. Yeah. No dim one sum solves everything, that. bro. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we were able to really craft um, a really strong point of view. Um, that really started from our personal interests and our community, direct community's interests. And then from there, just kept kind of growing year after year. Yeah, who's your target audience? Yeah, exactly. You, know, you like, say today's Asians. What do you sort of mean by that? <laughs> yeah. I think we didn't really realize it at the time when we were putting it together because we're so laser focused on our own interests that we were talking to the creative community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some friendly feedback from my sister, um, who's a lawyer in Kentucky. Uh, she told me she didn't really relate to the first issue. And Perfect. I was like, I don't get it. Why not? <laughs> this isn't for lawyers. No, I don't know. Go, no, go ahead. Um, and I think like as we talked, like we both come from the fashion industry. We both kind of belonged in subculture growing up. Um, the way we talked about it then it was like we wanted it to be like you know the person who's reading dazed vice um you know id, ID magazine nylon, nylon. And those are magazines we were reading yeah. Too. yeah so we wanted to create like a platform that was like created by asians and like kind of the content targeted like towards asians but like within those subcultures got it um and i think that that's something that we consistently are interested in is like the asian experience that's not necessarily like the mainstream one that um we saw like in what was called audrey magazine at the time yes um and hyphen which is is really great publication and i think it's now just digital that was very politically very driven. political right and like nbc asian america like right. that was not like the thing that we were trying to cover we mm-hmm. wanted to do something a little bit more creative like art focused um and have like that visual component to it this is a theme that comes up with this podcast all the time is like what is asian american culture or asian kind of whatever we are, millennial, Asian millennial culture. And have you guys seen certain things where you're like, damn, this is like, this is definitely something our cohort is into. One of the um, like initial like huge shoots that we did, Asian glow story. Ah, that, yes. that really seemed to have resonated with a lot of people because, you know, I, I don't think anyone in our previous generations, like our parents ever really minded getting red drinking they were never right. called out um, they were never called out, out in yeah. china right? Yeah. right 
Um, <laughs> my, I mean, my my mom doesn't really drink or anything. Yeah, my so it's our like, parents don't really drink. Either they much. don't experience it or they do, but like no one cares nope, because yeah, it was back in China and sure, right. it was normal. But here, it's a huge deal and he, like majorly embarrassing. Yes, <laughs> yeah. growing up, especially when you're in college and you're like in a white dominated college. Yep. Right? You're in the dorms, you're drinking some Kahlua. <laughs> As you some do. delicious Kahlua. As you do. And you turn right oh and God, you're I'm like, there. what's happening? <laughs> um, but for me, it was probably like sophomore year of high school. I had my first Smirnoff ice. And, oh, shit. Um, that's a nice gateway drink. Yeah. Ice. Playing poker with, with the with the bros that Whoa, night. Whoa, really trying to fit in. I um, like that. Smirnoff ice, I am there. Yes. Yeah. And I got really red and I was freaking out because my heart was pounding. pounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and like my chest was, re- I had no idea what was going on. And like everyone was just like, oh, you just have Asian glow. And I'm like, what Whoa. the fuck is that? <laughs> they that diagnosed mean? you. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So I've met, I met Vicky through Todd, who is my, the first friend I ever made at the first job I ever had in New York. <laughs> Tell the listeners how you got that job though. Okay. So I had just interviewed at another place at, um, at a Cooney Hunter, I was going to be an SAT teacher. <gasps> you were gonna follow your passions. <laughs> <laughs> I went in there, and uh, they needed a they needed a GMAT teacher, and okay. I was like, I don't teach GMAT, uh, I teach SAT, and they're like, it's the same thing. And uh, I remember they actually got me the they officially I did work there, and yeah. they're like, here, meet our new faculty member, Michael Nguyen. I was like, faculty, this is awesome. I'm gonna yeah. tell my mom, and I. <laughs> And I was, I left that place and I was walking down Fifth Avenue and I walked into J Crew because I was like, I feel fancy. I'm going to like, you know, do whatever. And I was already dressed for an interview and I saw, uh, I, I, was, I talked to Todd for like a minute and I was like, Hey, you guys hiring? And he's like, yeah, we're, you know, whatever. It's seasonal. So we went and talked to, uh, I talked to the manager. I showed him my resume and he looked at it and he talked to me for like 10 minutes and he's like, cool, you can start on Monday. And like, I got the job on the spot. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Which was sick. But then I met Todd and we became best a uh, best friend. So Todd is Filipino yes. American, yes. right? In some ways, that's a very like, that's like a cross-cultural relationship, you know? Like yeah. for, for, for me and Gina, for example, Gina is always saying like, I'm, I'm Vietnamese, but she's always saying I'm real Chinese. I'm very Chinese because like I know a lot of Chinese stuff because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm Vietnamese. So Ch- Vietnamese you know a lot of Chinese <laughs> shit. Yeah. This is how we roll. So like, for example, like Korean people don't really fuck with dim sum. They right. don't really know about that shit. Like yeah. originally they do now, but like well, I'll go to a dim sum place and she'd be like, how do you know about all these things? I was like, this is just how we rolled. There's our like cross pollination between what Todd does and, and what, what you do and all that stuff. I don't, I don't think there's anything that, maybe we see differences in because at the end of the day we were still raised on a lot of like american values as well i would say like you're both like new yorkers right yeah and we're both new yorkers so there's already a lot of similarities in which we like approach situations or understand things yeah but i would say like he grew up in a very like catholic family um i grew up in a mostly like agnostic semi-buddhist family um so i would say like just him embracing my traditions because i i am first generation um i'm really close with my parents yeah i speak chinese only at home like i really try to maintain that damn and like i think you know culturally it's just very different for him Mm. right and like now we're at a place where like um we're lucky enough to be homeowners. We're lucky enough that 
you know, I'm able to take care of my parents who live on the first floor. You are family so home. Chinese, man. I know. Oh my God. I'm oh my like, God. Our first homeowner. Yeah, guess. right? Home. Jesus Christ. <laughs> living, <laughs> everything. Living, with the, living with the parents, making sticky rice and shit. Yeah. I'm the <laughs> ideal Asian daughter. You really are. <laughs> Holy but, shit. Um, but, you know, it, it was like a really hard thing for Todd to accept, I think. And yes. I think it's really like, you know, he clearly really like, loves and cares about me and my family to like do this to, like live with my parents on the first floor Damn, it's like a sitcom. it is a it is oh a separate entr- separate entrances <laughs> i will say we still they need our privacy yeah. Yeah. No, yeah but like and then you know he i eat dinner we eat dinner with my parents every single night whoa, whoa. Shit. yeah except the weekends because we need to like be adults and learn how to cook right you're things. doing mommy right yeah oh, no, so sorry. that's our time to like try to be adults but um I think it's a huge cultural shift for him sure. because he grew up on being, he grew up on a lot more like American values, I would right. say. He's from like some Staten Island and shit. Yeah. like yeah. Jersey, Jersey yeah. City and then Jersey Staten City. Island. A, a Staten Island Asian? Yeah. yeah. Right. A new category of Asians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Write this down. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's like a huge culture shock for him. It's easier sure. for me because I'm still living in my culture. Kathleen, you're from Texas. Mm-hmm. So what was your, like growing, what was your life? You, you, came from a place that did have a lot of Chinese people in my family was also the only family that left Taiwan so like my dad was the only kid who went to Taiwan my mom was the only kid who went to Taiwan I mean who left Taiwan um so we are very much like on our own um so we spent our summers going home every like to Taiwan what did your parents leave that's a great question. You know, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't to like make so, it right. Or well, was it? So my dad's family, like they were lucky enough to like kind of um, like his parents really pushed education and wanted all of their kids to study abroad. Mm. So he actually went to America to to study at, in like Idaho or something like Whoa. that. It was like oh, something really real random. Yeah. Um, and he was like a TA. He told me some crazy stories about like how they treated him but oh, no. um, <laughs> Idaho no way really <laughs> yeah racist so he went to school in America and then he wrote my mom to you know ask her to marry him oh, and damn. move to America via letter via letter whoa damn, romantic occasion oh think, shit you think you, you think you think texting someone you like them is rough <laughs> you know, send a letter man yeah. she's ghosted me it's been six yeah. years <laughs> That was pretty romantic. He wrote her a letter, and he also went back to Taiwan to look for her. Like Dang. to look for her. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. He like went to Taiwan and like you know found my aunt. Was like, where is she? Like, I want to like bring her back to America. Oh my god. Holy shit. Those and, were the days, man. Yeah, yeah, that's so romantic. And then uh, I no, guess my mom's my Catch mom's messages. dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no eggplants. <laughs> I'm talking about my parents. <laughs> what if her dad just drew an eggplant? Drew draws an eggplant. <laughs> just sends an eggplant. It's like, what is I this? Does he, does he want to make maybe. an eggplant dish? stew? <laughs> yeah, stew. I, I love eggplant and dish. Okay, anyway, so. Uh, anyways, my mom's dad was just like, you know, you should marry him. He's educated. He has a master's degree. Um, oh, the classic <laughs> Asian parent classic, review process. <laughs> so they lived in America, had my first uh, sister in Idaho, then moved to Texas. Um, so that was like, we very much grew up like by ourselves being pretty like the, the ostracized cousins who didn't really speak Chinese that well. Right. 
um i i did go to chinese school growing up but since i my like day-to-day in allen texas which was really really white um it was hard for me to relate to them they were all friends they went to school together right um so i always was just like the outsider who was really terrible at chinese school i was like Mm. the dumbest kid i cheated like (laughs) just was terrible at all of it um i talk about this a lot where because i felt so different physically already um i kind of fell into like the the subcultured groups like i was emo scene like indie hipster whatever those all sound great yeah those are great things all uh, all very interesting pants yeah yeah i mean but i also i also think maybe because like that's where my interest lies like i've always just you know studied about like art and like music like Mm. film like i wanted to be different because i felt so different already yes how about you vicky did you did you ever feel like oh yeah i mean yeah i think and it was like interesting how like Kathleen and I connected on this because like for me it was like a little bit of the opposite I grew up in Brooklyn heavily uh, heavily Asian dominated neighborhood Mm -hmm. went to Chinese school went to an all Chinese like swimming class like I was surrounded by like Asian people everywhere yeah I was surrounded by Asians I went to um, Brooklyn Tech for high school shout out Tech it was you know majority Asian there as well but I didn't seem to connect with any anyone there really um and the whole for school? me yeah no one Vicky <laughs> <laughs> was just in the corner just sharpening pencils I don't relate to you I was just like, <laughs> fuck off I, instead of like uh like I knew I, I was I was interested in different things um and I wanted to stand out even more yeah so for me I was like oh I'm not I'm not gonna stand out if I just like hang out with all the same people all the same Asians like I'm going to stand out and like hang out with like everyone else. Okay. Mm. So like I I was in like a lot of like majority white groups, Hispanic, black, like Central Europe. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I was just so I was so anti for some reason. And maybe because I had a lot of that support group already on the weekends and at night during tutoring classes or whatever that Mm -hmm. I was just like. I think honestly, I I resented a lot of like the stupid like Chinese school prep schools. Like I was literally studying for the SATs when I was in junior high, yes. and I was like mm. reading like all the like top one hundred books on the New York Times bestselling list in junior high, and like, I was only seeing like Asian people. And I ended up like not liking that. Yes, got really anti. And then in high school, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna hang out with like everyone else but Asians. Mm-hmm. And then I went to college major like mostly white college syracuse yep um, Ooh, i was gonna you know so funny yeah. when you said kalula earlier i was gonna guess you went to syracuse uh, yeah. <laughs> are we there's are no we fucking the, way oh you can tell what you the fuck, fuck is that you, you can fucking tell bro city of, you can tell where Kahlua's. he went to school by what kind of alcohol they reference okay <laughs> this is a thing okay hold on here hold on here oh, okay hold on here. <laughs> <laughs> kathleen what, what what alcohol did you drink a lot drink in high in school? college in co- or in, or high, college college uh what's that shitty beer see keystone. And, and you went to te- austin right yeah so ut austin keystone we had a lot of keystone Th- that's like a state school now yeah that's a state that's school. a state school drink hmm. that's a state school drink so dude drink nyu beer. private school we don't do no keystone, no hold bro. on here hold on here keystone? no hold on here hold on here so because you went to nyu let me guess what you drank <clears throat> Pinot Grigio. Yeah. <laughs> As your white wine with your uh, crème hors d'oeuvre. Uh, rosé, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I stand corrected. So uh, so then you went to Syracuse. 
Yeah, I did. And honestly, I didn't really discover myself or appreciate my heritage until maybe like my final year there. Okay. And even until then, like, honestly, not until we started Banana. Interesting. And I had, I had Kathleen to talk to about these issues and how I was feeling and what I thought about our culture. So it's almost like you kind of were trying to step away from what what was presented to you as Asian culture until you mm-hmm. found out there are other Asian people who are also not fucking with that kind of thing. I mean, I was just, I was always a lot more creatively driven, I would say. And I didn't feel like I found that group of people that had the same interests as me growing up through co- even through college all the way till my senior year and then afterwards when I started working full-time in fashion I started meeting like a lot of there's a lot Asians in yeah. the fashion industry very creatively driven like myself and I was like wow like I can really talk to them about my personal interests but on top of that they also innately understand who I am yes. because they are also Asian they have the same physicality as me so mm-hmm. like they go they have been through the same experiences or similar experiences as me and um you know there's like no need to explain myself right like i'm not going to be embarrassed to tell my asian friends that i still live with my parents god damn you know mm, whereas like so i would true. never like it would be it, it was honestly embarrassing <clears throat> for me to say that to like my white friends because they don't get it yeah it's like oh where do you live with your parents though blah 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 right and then they'll end up making excuses like oh but that's so cool because then you can do your laundry for free (laughs) you know you can i wish i wish i could live with my parents and i'm like i know like bitch i know you don't want to live with your parents you want to live in your lower east side like two bedroom like i know i you know you don't have to make excuses but you know they're nice about it and that's great but like if i said that to an Asian person, they would complete, I would never have to explain myself. No. Mm. I'd be like, oh, I don't need to be like, oh, I'm saving money. Like, I don't need to be like, oh, you know, I'm There's an only re- daughter yes. and like yeah. I'm Chinese and my parents need me to support them. Like, I would have to go through that whole process yes. of explaining. I think you're you're striking upon something where it's like, okay, well, I'm a creative Asian. So I like, I, you know, uh, fuck with this kind of music and I like this kind of like scene. But I also have these other things that, as you say, like, I don't have to explain, like, if you bring a certain kind of food to lunch, you know, and you're mm-hmm. eating your the food you brought from home, you know, you never have to explain to another Asian person, oh, what's that in your, in your, you're eating? They right. won't ask. Asian people don't ask. Yeah, you because know? it's like, cool. They're yeah. just like, yum. Yeah, nice. exactly. <laughs> Can I have some? Yes, exactly. Give me some of that shit. Yeah. And whereas, like, my wife is very, like, self-conscious about that sort of thing because she doesn't want people, like, asking questions yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Because it ruins your food. If you're eating your shit and you're like, and somebody's like, oh, what's that? You're like, God damn it, dude. I'm just trying to eat my thousand year old egg, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I know this from dating a white girl that when they ask what's in that, they're not doing it to be invasive. They are just curious. Mm. You know that? I didn't mm. know that. I, I always interpreted that as being like, yo, just fucking leave me alone. You know? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's something weird. It stinks, whatever. You know? But. White people, they just want to know what's in the food. What's in the food. That they're eating and or their friends are eating. Interesting. So it's coming from a good place. But that said, it is is still annoying. I have a weird thing where sometimes my girlfriend makes me food, but she's Bulgarian. So it's also stinky. So I'll bring that to the office and they still ask. So it's like, (laughs) I'm never going to get away from this shit. Can't wait. Bring so, your Lunchables. Oh, God. Lunchables. Lunchables. Man. We should ask what's in Lunchables. I know. I don't know why nobody's asking. Because that is not ham. <laughs> <laughs> that is some nuclear shit. I still eat Lunchables. Let's, no, I, let's I, drop it. They're fucking <laughs> delicious, They're so, so, much, so delicious. You know, you guys have 
full-time jobs and you yeah. told me earlier you work till like seven or eight yeah. most days mm-hmm. right and then you have banana to do any of your personal lives and you have these like other passion projects you dj right so at this point like how do you feel about balancing all of this do you like it, is it too much do you have days where you wish you could quit your day job do you like your day job you know how, how where do you kind of stand mm-hmm. standing that because for us well at least for me specifically like i have a full-time job and i do stand-up comedy and other comedy projects including this podcast and i rewrite and stuff and often i feel like i just need a little bit more time and if i could just go part-time i could do that but mm-hmm. that's obviously like a pretty big decision to make for an asian person mm-hmm. um so would just love to get your take on that you know it's really fucking hard you guys like yeah. i'm sure you know mm-hmm. it's so hard to keep your passion projects passionate um and to not lose focus on that because uh, you know life is crazy right now the world is so crazy and it's like hard to kind of shut all that out oh man why you gotta bring the world into this (laughs) it's crazy out there (laughs) i'm not wrong (laughs) you're definitely right um but you know i think i think it's important to have a support system and all these things you know like i have i'm lucky enough to say i have a really strong support system at home at work with kathleen at banana through my DJing, like I have a great community there. So, you know, if I didn't have all that, it would feel really lonely and it would be yeah. really hard to maintain it. Um, I feel like the thing that keeps, the thing I think that keeps us going though, or at least me for all of my like passion projects and whatever, is that you can't think about money. Like it's really yes. hard. It's really hard not to think about it. Right. Be, but because, but once, but if you do and that becomes, your main like driver in doing something you just end up losing the focus and you end up losing your passion and you know then you just get stressed about like how am i going to make this a full-time thing Mm. how so like we try not to put too much pressure on ourselves we've also gotten a lot of advice from people and a lot of like some Asians, some not but like you know they're always like just 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 quit just quit your job and just dedicate to banana you know, you just got to do it. That's the only way. But like, I feel like for us, we grew up on these very traditional values that like, you know, you need to have financial security. For sure. Mm-hmm. We're both also earth signs. So <laughs> we're already earth just signs. like, <laughs> shout out to my earth girls. Uh, <laughs> earth Asians. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, we're, we're already grew up naturally like to be financially responsible. Uh, we are innately that as well. So it's hard to, to just be like, oh, fuck everything. I'm just going to stop my, my, my salary and just do this. Yes. Like, yeah. What do you think about, I totally agree with you on not being able to let go of your full-time job because you, there's just something inside of you that says like, oh, you, you can't not have a job. What are you, crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But how do you feel, and I don't know how relevant this is in the magazine industry, but I have a lot of peers who have done that, just kind of quit their very stable daytime jobs and they just like walk dogs and some of them have ended up on TV. You know, they just kind of mm-hmm. gave it all and they're on TV now. Not now, that a lot of people have done that and not been on TV, but the ones that I close consider my closest peers who work uh just as hard or maybe harder they have you know gotten things from that sacrifice when you see that how how does that make you feel slash how is that supposed to make you feel you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i mean i try not to compare myself to others Mm. i really try not to because we're all on different trajectories and like if if you quit everything and you focus on something and you're successful like that's awesome right but that's 
your life is so as different from my life you know like homegirl's got a mortgage to pay right now like, <laughs> i'll be in debt for the next 30 years right, so right, i'm right. you know it's just different right. and we gotta like make we need to think of creative solutions to not only keep us stable financially but also keep us creatively you know driven yeah. and it's a it's hard it's really really hard yeah. and like i struggle with it every single day um but i really try not to bring money into it because as soon as you do and that's all you think about that's when um the interest changes right 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 damn dude mm-hmm. just drop on that earth asian knowledge. i know that was really good i need to hear that but that, i mean that but that's absolutely uh, i think you know we had a discussion about this too before that mm-hmm. this is the asian creative path mm-hmm. you know and i feel mm-hmm. like you know I, I just had this idea that you know how like our parents like we would they would like get the the house and then like all their whole family like 40 people would live in that one house to support each other until the next person could buy a house mm-hmm. maybe asian creative people need to do that <laughs> <laughs> and we all live in one house, house all, together. Together. all of us vicky's we're all gonna move into vicky's house we're all going to vicky's house we're all gonna save up until we're successfully then we buy another house see keep it going okay it's time to commit 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself begin your new smile journey with bite and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at bite.com bite clear aligners are doctor directed and delivered to your door Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So if we did this right, that was the uh, new... Uh is his name Rich Brian? Is he going by Rich? He's Brian? going by Rich Brian. Rich now. Brian, yeah. his uh, his his new single music video type of thing, and we we were just watching it, and um, we want to we kind of wanted to talk about him because or for you you guys you guys have listened to him before, right? And, mm-hmm. and this is the first time you guys saw it, and I guess first did you, did you like the video? Um, I miss his funny stuff. You miss his funny stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like this is definitely mass, and I told and commercialized, and I totally get why he needs to do this. Yeah, and there's Um, some funny like things kind of about it, but not really. This is more serious, like a well, serious, I guess you could say. Visually, it was it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely a banger, you know. Yeah, music wise, it's like it could it could definitely be a commercial success. Absolutely. Yeah, Kathleen, what'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I guess I wanted to bring him up because. Uh, I, I got a message from uh, a listener about like, you know, is there such a thing as Asian Western culture, you know, and, it, it, you know, like like someone like Rich Brian or, or whatever. And if there is, you know, what are the what do you think that is? What do you think it looks like? Is 
is it just like asian people rapping is it you know is it like um asian asian people wearing supreme or or what is, what's going on do you think that do you feel any kinship with like things like this yeah i mean well when we talk about our magazine we actually don't try to limit it to asian american culture yeah um we want to talk about how eastern and western like cultures collide um and that experience like for asians who are like living on the eastern hemisphere they have that western influence and i think it's influencing them in a different way um so we also try to do our best to like make sure we're tapping into that um because in and i you know earlier you guys said australian asian like asian australian right that is a very similar experience mm-hmm. as like an Asian American, like where you're in a predominantly white um, like nation and you have like a lot of Western like culture influencing you. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like I do think that there's some sort of shared experience. I don't think it's necessarily like tied just to hip hop sure. or like streetwear culture mm-hmm. or what have you. I think that 88 rising is doing a really great thing and in incubating, um, you know, musicians out from like the West- Eastern hemisphere and bringing them to the West and, um, kind of packaging them up in a way where they are kind of marketable to Western culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, we don't, we haven't really had a, a ton of opportunity to have these conversations. Didn't you, um, I read, another blog or something like that when i was doing research on you guys didn't you guys interview like a like a a rapper from shanghai or something like that or bohan bohan Bohan. phoenix what a cute name bohan phoenix and higher brothers Mm -hmm. oh yes so higher brothers is part of them yeah right yeah yeah so i I don't know i I didn't read that article i don't have that magazine unfortunately it's print only couldn't get it but like (laughs) (laughs) um what was that what was that like you know i mean what what what, there's a whole hip-hop scene in china i guess you know like how is that sort of being perceived over there you know, I don't know what you guys found out, but. Um, well, the story was centered mostly around like how how they are trying to access Western music mm-hmm. in order to build their own careers. And mm. like the um, they, they called it like the. Like the great, uh, the, like the, the great fire, the firewall. Yeah, the great right, firewall. Right. Oh, oh, right. Okay, now we're getting to that. So, okay. like one of the members of Higher Brothers said he learned about hip hop by watching NBA games and hearing it in the background. Oh shit! Oh my god! That's how you get it. Damn, so inspiring. Wow, yeah. you really gotta be into music if you gotta like watch another thing, thing to, see, to do to the hear thing. the first yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I remember he also talked about how when he first tried to find beats, like hip hop beats, he yeah. would go into um, karaoke lounges yes. or search for karaoke music. And that was how he would be able to find beats to produce with. Whoa, so Asian. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, um, But Bo- Bohan's interesting because he he actually went to NYU. Whoa. Um, so Drink he grew up... Yeah. To you <laughs> and... Um, he just moved back to Asia to to um, focus on his rap career in cool. Asia because mm-hmm. there are just more opportunities there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Is a, is banana in? Uh, you guys have that overseas in different places? Yeah, we're at, we're in a few places in Taiwan, Tokyo, Shanghai. I think Chengdu. We're somewhere there. Whoa, shit. Um, but it's all through our uh, European distributor and they have like contacts in Asia. So like whenever mm. it's possible, they send our stuff out there, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I mean, in terms of like the music thing, though, like I just feel like in general, 
because of the internet and Instagram and all that, there mm-hmm. there is this accessibility now yes. where a lot of the thing, like a lot of trends translate globally, yes. especially with music. Like you, you listen to Rich Brian, like I was just listening to Joji's stuff, like mm-hmm. really good. Like the beats are all beats that you would hear in America mm-hmm. and they're all singing in English. So it's like if if you don't visually see them, you would have no, no idea. They're Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess the only like funny slash sad thing is <laughs> like they we need more like, you know, Asian people doing hip hop and all kinds of cool stuff on TV. But they're like, I guess apparently aren't enough in our country. So we have to kind of like outsource a little bit. We you do. Know? Yeah. Even with comedy. Right. Like if you think about who's like the number one Asian com- comedy face right now. Right. Who's the number one Asian? Probably comedy? Ronnie Chang. Oh, Ronnie Chang. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's a who's a guy from and he's Singapore. from Australia. Like yeah. he came up in Malaysia and Australia. That's where he started comedy. And. It's just, I don't know. I mean, there's this, it's almost like if you speak English, you can just kind of, you're sort of under the America umbrella for entertainment. Well, right? I think, I think there's a, there's a weird thing where it's almost like a, you're an Olympic athlete. Cause you know how a lot of uh, other countries, Olympic athletes train in America just mm. because we have a lot more shit here. But then they go represent, <laughs> but then they go represent <laughs> a, because like, you know, it's like, it's, it's almost like if I could build the ideal Asian artist, okay, mm. this person would be five ten, and then move to America and like live in brooklyn for a while yeah but then move back out to asia where he or she would use all of his or her knowledge about like coolness yep to be like yo i'm gonna drop some crazy shit up on shanghai and then blow up in Ah. asia but then become so big you go back to america wow yeah what a journey that's <laughs> it is the quest. It is it is the quest to become. Yeah, I mean, when I went to the banana party that I was not invited to, uh, <laughs> uh, the first thing I noticed that there were a lot of what our friend Marie Faustin comedian would say, a lot of hip hop Asians. You know, yeah. that's a whole thing, hip-hop right? Hip hop Asians, Asians who wear a lot of streetwear and dye their hair. And the dance, they dance pretty cool. You know, they dance pretty cool. cool. Like what I'm doing right now. That's this like is a different. terrible Millie Rock right there. <laughs> you getting roasted, son. <laughs> this is my house, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's like, that whole movement is interesting. I mean, hip hop is really, like what what is what is your take on like Asian people accessing, producing, creating um, art through hip hop? Like how is that? Like is that cool in your eyes? Is that is do you see do you see as being problematic a little bit? You know what I mean? Like because some people do say, well, especially when Rich Brian came out with his original name, which is Rich Chiga, people are saying this is like cultural appropriation, blah blah, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it is kind of that that tricky line. But I mean, I I grew up on the East Coast. You know, I grew up yeah. in Brooklyn. So for me, my the subculture that I turned to a lot was like hip hop and and music that way and. I think it's really cool. Mm. You know, I think people definitely now today would question like, you know, that thin line about appreciation versus appropriation, especially when it comes to hip hop. Sure. But for me, I feel like the roots of hip hop really come from struggle. It Mm -hmm. comes from love. It comes from jazz. It comes from soul. Like it's a lot of these things that I think I would I, I related to a lot mm-hmm. um, that I grew up on. And so that's why when I see Asians in hip hop, like when I saw Jin come up, Jin the MC, Jin I MC. was so mm. like, I was so excited. Mm. Like was, was Trust learn Chinese the most fire thing ever? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like 
I like I liked his other stuff more. Like I really liked his song with uh, Senorita. Like he had at one point Kanye was like a feature on his song, which I thought was really yeah. cool at the back back in the day. Yeah. But you know, I also understood like okay, learn Chinese is like definitely fucked up but it was a song that that was the only thing we had yes. so like when i was growing up i thought it was so cool right so i don't know like i really like seeing it i yeah. like yeah. seeing asians in hip-hop i what i like even more is if they take some of their own asian heritage and somehow incorporate it mm-hmm. which is why i love bohan phoenix because mm-hmm. he raps in mandarin as well and mm-hmm. his a, a lot um one of his producers mike Oh, fuck, I forget his name. Mike. It's not Mike Gal, but someone else. Oh, Howie. Mm. Howie Lee. He produces, he uses a lot of like traditional Asian types of instruments and adds it mm-hmm. into his production, which I think is really cool. Like that's mm. what makes me even more interested and more invested in an Asian hip hop artist when they are trying to find ways to call upon their heritage and threading it through in their music absolutely that's becoming more and more popular people rapping in different languages because i mean it's a little bit see see now it's almost natural when you hear spanish right Mm -hmm. like with cardi b it it doesn't even phase you i love i love uh bad bunny so much dude bad bunny right oh my god i don't know if you know drake's new song he sings in spanish Spanish. (laughs) he's not even he's just like a half jewish canadian guy you know um and a lot of the 88 rising guys i don't know if joji does it but i think some of the the Chinese and Japanese rappers assigned to them, they do like have a verse in their own language, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you're not really paying attention, it just, you know, it's all rap. Sounds cool. Right? And they're still trying to emulate that feel like yeah. with like right now, the whole triplet thing is popular that Migos does like, so they still do that. Music nerd. Okay. What a way to kill the vibe. I see you're doing a triplet. No one's ever said that. You think Migos is like, I think you should throw a, Hey, Quavo. Quavo? Quavo? What is that his name? Quavo. Oh, you fucking old man. No, no, no. Don't turn this on me with your triplets. You're using triplets and your progressives. No, but uh, I, yeah, go ahead. I think it's it's tricky. As long as you're not bastardizing it, at at least as long as you're acknowledging that you are, you know, participating in something that originated in black culture. Yeah. um, I think that as long as, you know, you're appreciative and you're not trying to like own it. I don't know. It's it's obviously been coming up a lot, especially with like Aquafina and like her black scent or any just kind of Asian uh, people participating in black culture like things. Yeah, um, is really tricky. Mm-hmm. But we- I don't think that it's it's like we should silo these things. Eddie Wong talks about it. It's like, you know, growing up as Asian in America, there was nothing for us to look to. There was no subculture for us to like belong to. And a lot of Asian Americans looked to hip hop, black culture to try to find that, that like relationship or like that connection. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's just what a lot of our experience was. And you know, she's just doing what she knows. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, should, we should get some black people up in here. Yeah. But, you know, I feel <laughs> you know, like Eddie? our first non-Asian guest, it's going to be such a big deal that we have to really think about this one, you know? It's true. Yeah. Mm. I have some people in mind. I have, I have a list. You have a list of black people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just black people, just like non-Asian people. But I don't want anyone to find this list because it, it's titled non-Asian people. And it's just no context, you know? You probably shouldn't it could be, it could don't be could be a hit list. Nobody knows. Don't keep that in the cloud. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) 
All right. And uh, first of all, thanks again to um, Vicky and Kathleen for hanging out with us. And now we're going to uh, we're going to play a game. <laughs> thanks for hanking out with us. What? Yes, we're losers. <laughs> Anytime anybody gives me at the welcome. time of day, I'm just like, you've made a mistake, but thank you. Uh, so uh, we're going to play a couple games. And uh, the first one is Never Have I Ever. Have you guys played? You guys have played that game, right? Never of Have course. I Ever. Right, we of course. I went to Syracuse. I went to Syracuse. <laughs> Where's my Kahlua? What did I, whoa, how did you? <laughs> I can only play if there's Kahlua. Uh, oh, we can get some. We can get some Kahlua and some Smirnoff Ices too. <laughs> And so we're going to do that, but we're going to play an Asian edition. There we go. Okay. So we're going to see how this works because we kind of modified it so that we can just kind of keep it going. Mm -hmm. But normal, in normal, never have ever, right? In case there are some squares out there we've never played. uh, What you do is uh, you go around and you say something that you have never done, but other people may have done. And if they, those people have done it, then they lose a point. Mm -hmm. Right. And the first person to like zero points or the last person with, you know, still has points wins. Um, but really the whole point of the, of the game is so we can delve into your dark, dark demon yeah, secrets. Yeah, open that discussion. Mm. Exactly, exactly. And so, I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, but Mike gets really weird on the second half of the podcast. I do, I do. I've been eating a lot of cookies. So, uh, okay, so we'll, I guess we'll all start with three points just to kind of keep it going. So we yeah. all have three points. And um, uh, this, is, this is true. So I'll, I'll go first. Don't we all participate when Ooh. you say the question? Yes, we all participate. So yeah. I'll say the thing, and then we'll see, you know, who who and has then, done it. And then if you've done it, you have to you lose a, a, a detailed account of what happened. Yes, exactly. Yes. Mm. So, um, oh, and yeah, we'll just we'll just go around. It'll yeah. be fun. It'll be fun. So uh, the first one, I have never dated a white person. Oh. Ooh, what? Oh, oh, are you? Oh, aha! I am the only non-race trader. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so give us a detailed account of how this happened. Oh, uh, that detailed. <laughs> like, you know, you just, Give us a detail. How did account. you never date? How did I ever a never white date? Person. There's so uh, many white people. How did I never do it? Oh man, it was hard. <laughs> it took a lot of effort. It just never. It just never. It just never came about. It just came flocking to you nonstop, and you're just like, nah, no, no, no. Get away. Dude, there has me? to be. Well, first of all. No I mean, way. you're like you like do you like do martial arts and stuff. There had to have been some like whoa, fan, whoa, whoa, fan. Whoa, 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 Hold on here. I th- doing martial arts as an Asian guy is a strike against you. In, no, I, but in you my do. Opinion. But you do. You don't do karate. You do like Brazilian. I did karate when I was a kid. Oh, that's and why. you switched because mm. you're like that shit, <laughs> that shit wasn't cool, sensei. <laughs> Curls are not into martial arts. No, they're not. No, it's like a, it's like you know. Uh, like having a really awesome bench press like no like <laughs> other guys are like bro awesome but like other, like yeah you know, women are like I mean, you're very, weird it's very clear you're bitter about this so we can move right along yes <laughs> thank <exactly>. you for- <laughs> so i still have three points is yeah. uh is, you you want to do another you want to you want to go around no you just keep reading you just keep reading you just keep reading okay. you just keep reading because it's all about them okay i have uh never have i ever ran away from home I've never run away from never. home. I've no. I've always threatened, but my parents <laughs> knew that I wouldn't do it. So I never, I never wanted did. to. You never got so mad at your mom and be like, oh, I'm out of here. No, I think I made it to the front door once when I was like fourth grade. <laughs> oh, really? You got to the front, front door? door? That's yeah, as far as it got? Yeah, but I, I like home. Yeah. <laughs> I like home. Then like, I got hungry. I love my mom. <laughs> <laughs> my parents left me by a tree once. Does that count? That's the other way. That's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, my parents they left me. They're trying to leave. Yeah. Trying to leave me. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, my mom has done that too. My mom. The tree. <laughs> my my mom. Uh, she wanted to punish me, and she threw me into the garage. 
Oh, I've done that. Uh, I've, I've had that happen to me. How did how do we get to this? This is <laughs> these, really now, yeah. I, this started this is off when your as parents turn on you. Torture, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about Asian parents; they'll run away from you, yeah. and they're just like, "What well, now? What, bitch?" Right. We're like, raised oh, to be appreciative fuck. of us. The logic roof over doesn't our head. work. I know. Right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, we can, we can move along. We're damaged. So okay, okay. We're gonna keep going. Ah, uh, here's one. Uh, uh, never have I ever um, had a drink in high school. I didn't drink in high school at all. Oh, I drink in high school. Hello, smeared oh. off ice. <laughs> so I was a. Uh, I didn't date anybody, and I didn't drink. I'm amazing. And did martial arts. <laughs> and I did martial arts. <laughs> this is why we're solving that problem. You know who I am? I'm Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had skills. So what, what did you? When did you start drink? I mean, you know, whatever. Like, do, when you did you like no, go to a lot of parties mm, and some of that? Yeah, yeah, I thought you were a good student. You couldn't even run away from home. I was. I was a. A mediocre student. Okay. I think I was okay as an Asian person. Could okay. have been better. Never took Could've SAT prep, but... Really? Yeah. What? I was the third kid. We were too Americanized by, by the, the time. Third kid. By the third kid. <laughs> like the first two kids are going to be okay. This yeah. third one's just a backup. Yeah. yeah. So I used to drive to Dallas, um, which is like 20... Which was I'm 20 minutes um, away from... Allen, where I grew up, okay. and we would just drive to random people's apartments um, and drink Bush Light. I don't know. How, how old are you? How old are you? <laughs> Maybe fifteen or sixteen. That's oh. young. Oh. That's young. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What about you, Vicky? I think that poker Smirnoff night, ice night was like. <laughs> Sophomore or junior year of high school. It's pretty good. Wow, New Yorkers yeah. do a lot of stuff early. They do drugs mm-hmm. and they have sex and all that stuff really early. I feel like. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I was like, I I've been out to like those like weird clubs that had like phone parties and stuff. Oh like, really? Back in high school. You did that in high school. In high school? Oh my yeah. god! I thought about doing that like, I used last to go, year. Like <laughs> underage to like tropical. Oh tropical! Oh, I love. I went there. We went to tropical together. Yeah. It's crazy because now I can. I it's still there it's still as there, an yeah. adult now. <laughs> And you're, you're, I still get carded. So. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Wow, yeah. you're uh you guys are cool. Okay, uh <laughs> Uh let's see here. <laughs> this this game is just called Mike Sucks. Mike Sucks. <laughs> you, well, because the game is never have I ever, right? So I've never done a lot of stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, I didn't do a lot of stuff. Um Never have I ever. You, you wanted to want me to ask this so you can tell your story, Fumi. No, I just want to know what the deal okay. is. With Never me. have I ever hooked up with a half Asian. Mm-mm. That was so specific. Oh, you have. You have. Yeah. Okay. That was like my mo for a little bit. Really? Was like mixed people. Dude, me too, man. What? How? Yeah. Wait, hold on here. Go ahead. What, what do you mean? I was just like very. I was just like, oh, it's so cool that they're mixed. <laughs> like, and like, I, like I when I was younger, race. I, when I was younger, I remember because like I was again, I was fucked up and like was so anti about my my heritage at one point that I and, and I'm, I'm a very fair skinned Asian. Mm. My parents are really proud of that, that I'm not dark <laughs> and tan. <laughs> Um, it's right? on your resume. Like yeah. they, they don't like people tan. Um, <laughs> but I used to lie to people and tell them that I was mixed, that what? I was part white, so oh. that I could feel better about Dang. not being full Whoa. Asian. Like how fucked up was that? Up. Yeah, your hair is wavy. So it, is, right? I'm like I'm pale. My mom has like a really pointy nose. I'm like maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was like I'm an eighth white. <laughs> That's a very white so, move. Yeah, <laughs> it is a very white, white move to be like no no I'm like one third of one percent of a black person. Yeah right. 
Um, but yeah, so like during that time, I was like heavily dating mixed people. Wow. And one of one of one of the guys that I was dating at the time was half Puerto Rican and half Chinese. Whoa, that sounds really yeah. hot. Also, I mean, that sounds like a great restaurant. First of all, yeah. <laughs> it does sound like a great restaurant. Yeah, it sounds delicious. Damn. Uh, does anyone have one they want to do? Oh, did we all? You guys all lose? Did I win this game by being a loser? I, I think have Vicky a point lost. You have one point left. I okay. Vicky lost. Vicky lost. Yeah. Did you? How many points you got left? Food? I had one. You had one. Tiebreaker. Oh well. Okay. So so <laughs> do, do you do one of you guys have something? It doesn't have to. I don't know. You could just do whatever. I haven't thought about one. Let's see. Let's oh, see. we'll do the do the extreme one. You know Ooh, which one? The extreme. Oh, one. okay. <laughs> Never have I ever done anal. <laughs> do I? You can't play anymore. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I've never done it. Oh, <laughs> me neither. Whoa, does she get a point back? Yeah, do I get a point back? <laughs> you don't get revived from not doing anal. You get another, <laughs> didn't do anal. Life, get another point. I haven't done anal either. My, me and my sister. All right, I, I've got something. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're the guy. You prudes. You prudes. It is amazing. You're so weird. You haven't, you didn't drink in high school. You don't date uh, outside your race. But you but, do anal. But when it comes to butts, you're you in know there. What? You're I, in there. You know what? I, I, I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted. I was like, Damn. I was like, I don't want this bush light. I want what's behind that the bush. All right. Let's, let's, let's move on to our next game. Let's move on okay, to our next that was game. a fun game. A very embarrassing for everybody. <laughs> So the next game, I we're think gonna... mostly just you. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get to get the to get uh, to get the content. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the next game we're gonna play is cool or not. Yes. And you guys are cool Asians. You guys yes. both have uh, uh, jeans that look like you guys have cut them uh, <laughs> at the wrong place and then just decide to run with it, which is fine. I had to cut them myself. <laughs> These were pre-cut. <laughs> wrong place. <laughs> They're like the cool, you know, They're whatever. They're boys wranglers. Oh, there you? Okay. Where did you get your jeans from? This I got from Wasteland uh, Thrift Shop in LA. Oh, yeah. Oh, mine in Walmart. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. But High it looks so expensive on you. That's crazy. Mm. They're very uncomfortable. They go up my crotch. Is it for dudes? Oh, because they're for dudes. Yeah, they're for oh, boys. Oh, because yeah. they're uh, yeah. high-waisted. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. Never have Fredgy. I ever. So, okay. Uh, so, we're going to play cool or not. And what we're going to do is Fumi and I, we're going to say... Um, Things that we we do or are passionate about, you know, things in our lives. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell us if it's cool or not. And I can already tell that I'm going to lose this game because I've already <laughs> lost the game. And, uh, <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to do that. And you yeah. guys can like, code a comment uh, as, as curators of, of kind of Asian coolness. Yes. Mm. Uh, Fumi, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Are, is, um, is, is being a comedian cool? Mm. Is that cool if you meet somebody at a party and like, oh, I do, I do comedy. Is that cool? Is I that think cool? so. Yeah? In what yeah. way? I don't know. I think that it's, I, I like to see people follow their passions outside of work. I've met some cool Asian uh, comedians. Hmm. Like you who? know what who? I don't think is cool? <laughs> Improv. Oh! It's getting real. It's getting real. Improv makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Why? Is it because you went to a bad improv show? That it does that. Uh, it does no, that I went to a great improv show. I went to uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. I don't know. I've just always hated it. Even when people are dying laughing, even you when hate it's it. like it's there. like weird theater people. Uh, well, uh, the people I mean? are kind of unusual sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty biased. Sorry. I can see okay, that. Okay. No, no, you don't have to be I sorry. I like comedians, but like you got to be like funny though. <laughs> but that is the job. Yeah. That is the job. Which we struggle there's sometimes. A, yeah, but there's a lot of bad comedians. Yeah, out like there. my That's favorite true. movies are like comedy movies, like 
big. F- I just watched Superbad last night. Right. That was a great movie. Like but see, now you're moving time. into Hollywood movie producer. Yeah, no, that's cool. Okay, okay. That's uh, everybody. Knows but like cool. stand-up comedians, <clears throat> I like stand-up comedians. I think mm-hmm. it takes like a lot of confidence to mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. to actually, make fun of yourself. It's actually the opposite. But oh, okay. Yeah. Never <laughs> a lot of insecurity. Hey, that's so, pretty cool. Uh, okay, how about this? <laughs> I'll do one. How about jujitsu? Is jujitsu cool? I do jujitsu. I think it's cool. Hmm. Tell my wife, please. No. Uh, oh. <laughs> Gina? Gina? Because you can use your arms and legs to hurt people. <laughs> it's very athletic. I, I But I, I like- also think like karate, mar- you guys are talking about karate, martial arts. I think that's all really cool. Yeah. Okay. It's a very like physical Now, sport. maybe, maybe mm-hmm. we need to like make this, because you guys are being very nice right now. <laughs> we need oh. you to be a little bit more mean. Okay. Okay. Imagine you're at like a cool fucking party. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's dressed up. Okay, and you're and you're single, and you're, some guy comes up to you, and you start talking, and then he mentions this. What's your what's your initial reaction? That's kind of what we mean by cool, right? Sure. I think it's cool. Yeah, still cool, still cool. I might not like <laughs> sleep with that person, but mm. so that's what it comes but down it depends. to. Then why did I do it? I mean, are they gonna use it to like hit on you? Like, oh, look at Dude, my fire jujitsu moves. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, then then I might walk the fuck away. But like, <laughs> It's, it's kind of how you play. You gotta. Hold it's on how here. you play let the game. The approach. Let me put you in a rear naked choke. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, okay uh, go, how about on. you? Go, you got. You okay, got one. Okay. How about um, are guitar solos cool anymore? Oh, you know, oh, I, I was. I, I love like a John Mayer like guitar solo. John Mayer. Oh, but John Mayer though, man. Yeah. Like yeah. I used to play. I was doing guitar. I was doing music for a long time before I started comedy. And I was like in a band in high school and everything, but I feel like today the guitar, the art of the guitar solo has died. And I was just wanted to get your take on that. Interesting. Mm. You never hear it. You never hear guitar solo. Yeah. Also, one time I told a girl that I did, I played guitar, and she did not give a fuck yeah. at all. And that used to be the opposite, you know, ten years ago. I yeah, think I would be... roll my eyes. I think I'm anti. Ooh. Guy at the party talking about his guitar. Oh, oh yeah, that is kind of dorky. Ugh, Fourteen years of practice, just down the drain. No Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's okay. I'm pro. I'm pro. Like for I'm a pro. while during my John Mayer phase, I was specifically dating guys who played guitar. Mm. I dated at least three. So you, you, I you love your chance. I love you have you have your, you have like these like eras where you dated a particular kind of person. Like yeah. okay, half Asian guy, super into it. All right, guitar person, nice, really into it. Guy who brews his own beer, oh. yes, for six months. <laughs> you know? That's cool. Yeah, but Todd's like not like not any of those. Yeah, he's really not. He's well rounded. So I think he's he had, he encapsulates all all of the the trends I, that I liked at one point, except mm. for the half Asian trend. No, he's not. He he's actually not full Filipino. Oh my uh, god! Oh. oh my god! <laughs> Come to find out, my phases Mickey. were all degenerate. He's a quarter. He's a quarter Puerto Rican. Oh, hi, oh. oh. papi. Ah. He also plays the guitar. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> he encapsulated all of my Does love interests. Does he also interests. brew beer? Shit! <laughs> I did buy him. Um, yeah, he's really into IPAs. I did buy him oh, an IPA. Shit. I bought him an IPA not brew thing, but he still hasn't used it. Oh, so he doesn't brew he beer doesn't yet. Brew. But uh, she's trying yeah. to get him to. Yeah. Stop trying to make be him the a Franken man. I want you to yeah. be. be the man I want you. Damn. <laughs> Wait, so you dated degenerates? I, yeah, I think that was always my type. Degenerates. What is that? Also, like like skaters. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you seem like a skater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Women love that. skaters. That was There's a huge thing about middle school. Yeah. That's unfortunate because <clears throat> I feel well, like you it. need to earn the right to, you know, be attracted to a skater by like having to, you know, see the way that they live and like <laughs> okay. see all, 
hang, okay. had to hang out with their loser asses through high school. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. All of that. Do you remember Ali Wong has a bit about... An, an, oh, that was so good. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know this one. A bit about uh, how she would date a... She dated a skater and like... Couldn't... You know, when she woke up, she was like in the kitchen floor. Yeah, in the kitchen, like, uh, you know, because that's where their mattress is. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can attest to that. I have experienced something similar. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's supposed to be kind of hot about them is that like they they their lives are a fucking mess it's a mess yeah you know so uh if you if you came from a place where everything was really neat and you went to sat class and shit like that i can see why that's hot mm. so mm. interesting interesting let's, let's do one more round you you go first and i'll do one more okay how about um uh is a uh, hip-hop dance class cool dance class class emphasis class. on the class i class. took i took hip-hop dance class when i was like in fifth grade. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> okay, I took one last week. Okay, keep going. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna stay neutral on this because I feel like I know people who do this. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a big thing. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's more about if you're good or not. <laughs> Once again. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. gotta show me if you're good or not. Like, yeah. if you're a terrible hip hop dancer, obviously not cool. <laughs> <laughs> and like, don't try to come up to me at a club and like dance with me. <laughs> How many people are coming up to you all the time trying to do different things to you, Vicky? The jiu-jitsu. The jiu-jitsu. Let me like show you to, my moves. Let me show you my moves. And then you're just constantly walking you away. You like that half yeah. Nelson? What about this body roll? What about this? Check this out. And you're like, you're not a mixed race at all. Get out of here. Todd also used to be a B-boy. Oh, my God. Of course he did. He's Filipino. Yeah, of course. We should have Todd on this. I need to be more like him. He Dude, like a great guy. I would love to have Todd well, on this. He came to our hack stage. I already like him because he's, he's supposed awesome. to be He came to our first show. Wow, he's great. And um, what's his, uh, what's it? Uh, who's dad? He brought his friend, dad's who brother. my girlfriend oh, thought Nate. was super hot. Oh, yeah. Nate, Nate, is, Nate is like a bad boy. And he was like speaking French yeah. to her or some shit, you know? He's like a rockabilly Asian. Yeah, rockabilly? Mm. Yeah, because he oh, has like, like the, Bill? the cool like denim with the leather jacket. Leather jacket, oh, grease yeah. back hair. Get, the, get that guy away from my girl, all right? I don't know. He's been wearing a lot of hoodies these days. So mm. we all have. Changing style. You yeah. Evolving. Welcome. Evolving. Um, yeah, I got more. one. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, watching anime on the train. <laughs> Is that cool? Like sure. if you're on the train and I'm, if you just see the guy like just watching anime on his train. Yeah. Why not? Anime is cool. Oh, okay. Mm. But what if he comes High up to you? High school me would have said no because I was right. like very anti-anime. Oh. Oh. But what if he no. comes up to you in the club and is watching <laughs> anime? <laughs> And he's like, sup, girl. Oh, you like Naruto? Just doing this. <laughs> That's different. Body rolling. Body with rolling. <laughs> Naruto. B-boying. Oh, and he's half Asian. God yeah. damn. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Again, our guest today uh, was Vicky and Kathleen from Banana Magazine. Uh, where can they find you guys? Um, you can find us on the on the gram at banana mag, or our website banana magcom Okay. Mm, or the, on the shelves. Oh yeah, and when when is the next uh, one coming out? Uh, May twenty nineteen. We try to time it with a uh, APAM. Oh. Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. We should try to do something for that. We should. Also, we should, we should try to remember when it is. Mm. <laughs> May. <laughs> what else do you guys have coming up? Anything? Any Anything DJ else you guys gigs wanna, or wanna, like want to plug other Ooh. banana related events? Anything we have like a that? Halloween yeah. party. Yeah. When Whoa. does this? When does this podcast go up? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah. great! Come through to our uh, second annual spooky Asian Glow party. Asian Glow party. Whoa. Yes. When and where when is, is that? When is it? China Chalet. 
Tuesday, October 30th. Wow, Tuesday, October 30th. So, Bring listeners, $25. $25. Wow, listen. Five, five, five. $5. Listen, that's a good deal. That's a good. Can I come? Five bucks? Yeah, yeah we'll go. Through. We'll come by. Is it a, it's a help? So, we got to dress up a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would love to see everyone dress up. Do you think in everyone. Their favorite. Lord of the Rings character. Lord of the Rings character. <laughs> <laughs> We're all elves. Um, do you think a lot of people are going to be crazy rich Asian? Because I was going to do that. Yeah, yeah, I bet people will be uh, but pink. A, but what character? I mean, like Aquafina with the wig. They're gonna. Oh, no, I'm gonna be fucking Can Jimmy. Jump. I'm gonna be Jimmy O Yang. Shirtless oh, with yeah, the bazooka. Jimmy. <laughs> Hell yeah, oh, that's the best character. That is a good one. And dress as your favorite crazy rich Asian character. That's kind of fun. I feel like to do that outfit, you have to be with like two other people for people to get it. If you just wear a suit, you and need look the hair. Some people are like, "What the fuck? Do you is need the hair? You need the hair yeah. with the glasses, the yeah. yellow. Yeah. You might need like a little something, something, but." Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and, and do you have any other things? You, anything else you guys want to? Um, I have a few DJ gigs coming up. Yeah, plug cool. that shit, girl. Um, both for uh for Asians actually. Oh, oh, so, so listeners, only seventy five percent of you can come. So <laughs> we did a little. Well, let's just support the Asian uh, <clears throat> Asian creatives out there. So on the twenty fifth of October, um, I'll be DJing to support Rooted, uh, Rooted New York. It's um local plant company plant boys plant boy they call themselves yes uh all three owners are asian whoa pretty cool um so if anyone wants to see hot asian plant daddies come through to my dj gig plant daddies garden Garden (laughs) (laughs) that's great um and then on actual halloween i'll be djing in brooklyn at friends and lovers uh opening for starro who is an incredible dj and producer out of japan awesome that's like so close to here i should go to that yeah Yeah, come through come through wait wait what day is that again uh That's wednesday halloween yeah wednesday okay cool and uh listeners as always always you can find us on instagram we have an account at asian not asian pod and you can also find me individually at the fumiabe that's t-h-e-f-u-m-i-a-b-e and you can find me on instagram at nice pants bro and come check out our monthly show our next show is the day before thanksgiving it's still going on it's because going we on. have no families and uh, that, that's going to be November. Can't wait to eat duck on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I'm going to eat so much ducks. Uh, 21st, November 21st, 8 o'clock, Black Cat LES, 172 Rivington. So come check us out. And uh, again, thank you very much, uh, Vicky and Kathleen, for taking the time and showing us what's cool. Yes. yes. Uh, cool. Bye. 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 Peace.